Yes, and welcome back to another episode of Fresh New Look. It is your boy Fresh. It's your boy Judge. Yes, before we start, I want everybody, can you please subscribe, like, comment, and even share. Hit that Thank like you. Button. Yes, hit the like button. I appreciate it. So now, getting started, I want... Oh. Yes, 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 yes. See, they from New York. They would say, you seen it. You seen it. Rory, <laughs> 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 you trying to you trying to style us real quick? Right. It's okay. Yo, not only you trying to style us, Black Rob too. It's okay. Give a moment of silence to my boy DMX, rest in peace, and and Black Rob as well. Thank you. Today, I have a special guest. This man created his own clothing line. You know, which is very custom. Hard to do. Excuse me, excuse me. Not even clothing line. It's a custom tux, tuxedos, any stout. I don't want to say it too Just wrong. Suits. Yeah, Just yeah. suits, custom garments, custom custom garments, garments. suits, yeah. and everything. Right. My boy Jamal Mayberry. Appreciate you coming through. Thank you, Jamal. Coming, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Jamal, tell us exactly where you're from before we even start and ask you about. Where you like how you came like the the background of how you came into being into customs? Gotcha. So I'm I'm originally uh, from Needville, Texas, which is a small country town right outside of uh, Houston, Texas. Um, and how I came into the suit world or just you know fashion industry in, in general, um, I used to work for uh, did men's consulting for Neiman's in Bloomingdale's in Miami. Mm -hmm. So I went to HBCU down south, Florida Memorial University. Um, while I was, you know, matriculating through college, I, odd end jobs, uh, haircutting, you name it. You but, did it all. Uh, so you was a barber too. Yeah, yeah, yeah just underneath that. the table. You know? <laughs> okay. So, uh, but you know, and I also worked with uh, at-risk uh, African American Black youth mm -hmm. um, in a program called Black Male College Explorers, okay. um, where I helped. You know, high school um, black men, trans, you know, transition from high school into college. Mm. Um, and, you know, just during that time, I was also working Neiman's and Bloomingdale's and okay. I did men's, you know, consulting. So I always had a passion for fashion in general. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, once graduating from college, uh, earning my uh, degree in accounting, um, obviously going into the corporate world, I kind of put off my dreams and then now it's just come to fruition actually during COVID, um, last year I started my business. Oh, just, oh, you just started recently. Yeah, just started recently. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, That's dope. So, um, just pick back up that passion. Obviously, you, you know, you work from home now, so you mm -hmm. have opportunity to kind of, you know, do things on the side now. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was, you know, I've been in banking industry for quite some time, so it's, it's a true nine to five, even extra hours. So I uh, really didn't have time to kind of continue that, but you know. So so you didn't go to school for this? No. No, okay, okay. No, didn't go to school for this. Uh, always was just in men's styling, but mm -hmm. you know, really didn't go to school to, you know, do garments or create garments or anything like that, no. Mm, okay. So what inspired you into becoming uh, just having that true, just passion about, you know, just for me is, is perception is reality. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been a clean cut, 
you know, individual guy. Mm -hmm. So I think that once you present yourself in a certain manner, right, that creates the perception. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of opens the doors, uh, especially for African-American males. So my, you know, testament to that is just being in the banking world and being in in the corporate environment in general, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's opened a lot of doors for me is my style Mm -hmm. because individuals either would broker or barter that, you know, conversation with, oh man, that's a nice, you know, look, that's Mm -hmm. a nice suit, that's a nice whatever. And right, and that just, you know, opens the door for the conversation. Yeah, I I definitely got that before, wearing a nice tux. Right. And they, the interview went great, just off of of the the suit. Right, definitely. Okay, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) I own a lot of tux. I ain't never seen that. Look, you know he he had to take a couple buttons off and stuff. The, the, the interviewers, the ladies, they love me. There's two people interviewing me, and right. they, was, they was talking about how nice I look. That was the first thing that they talked about, you know? Right, so right. that um, perception gave off, made right. the interview go very well. And people address you differently, too. Yeah, exactly. Right, so whether you have your own business or you're doing, uh, or working in the corporate environment, I mean, the first thing that people see is you. What are you coming in as, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they make that perception. That's just human nature, right? You size people up, you look at them and say, okay, you know, what, what's going on with this guy? And, you know, the misnomer with, you know, African-American males is, you know, we, we got this media thing going on with us where it's like, you, know, you got saggy pants, mm-hmm. you know. The generalization is, you know, black men don't look like this. They don't look professional, mm-hmm. right? So when you have that look, it's, it's you know, especially with my stature, because I'm kind of tall, it's like people tend to want to ask questions. What do you do? What are you doing in the room? You know. Okay. Go ahead. So, so what in like how you stay inspired? And like, what makes you like keep on going? Because it's since the pandemic, you know. So yes, uh, since the pandemic, I mean, I've been. It's been a slow start. Okay. Uh, my goal was never to be, you know out of the box just, you know, selling 10,000 scoop, I mean, suits day one, right? It's just building that, you know, organic growth, mm-hmm. uh, rather through social media or online presence, um, and just getting the name out there, getting the brand out there, right? So um, one is, you know, my first thing was just getting the logistics aspect of, you know, the suit making process uh, intact yeah, first before I go to a broader audience. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus on is making sure my end-to-end process is, you know, stable and legit. So when I'm making that reassurance that, hey, you're going to have your suit within four to six weeks, it's guaranteed that it's going to be there. So Mm -hmm. that's what I offer is a guaranteed process. Mm. Four to six weeks. Correct. Mm. So you do both, like you tailor-made it, you tailor-make they suits, hand-on and everything, or... Like how how's the process work? Like, and how did you that? how did you yeah. learn how to do this? Like? Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So again, like I said, because just coming from that segment or sector, I right, just kind of understood the measurements aspect of mm-hmm. men's clothing. Okay. Um, and I understand that most of the big box you know stores, you know, your name is Bloomingdale's, they cater to a particular audience, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I had a hard time. That's kind of what got me started was. I had a hard time finding clothes for myself. Mm, Being 6'4", okay. 220 is kind of like, okay, I'm outside of the norm. Yeah. Right? Your average consumer is going to be either shorter, slimmer, whatever the case may be. So yeah. 
when you're in that range, you have limited, you know, mm -hmm. stores that you can buy from, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, my pants were too short. You, can't, you know, all the pants kind of made for shorter guys, things of that nature, or mm -hmm. jackets too, especially mm -hmm. when you see from men. Whether you're buying a Zara suit, ASOS, or any of those, you're going to get a shorter jacket. Yes, right? that's true. So you'll see guys that, you know, I can see it from a mile away where, you know, their jacket is too short to cover mm -hmm. their seat. Well, they don't even know they're supposed to cover this. So how you know when is the jacket too small? Like from, you could, you, you're not supposed to see the cufflinks? Or? Well, there's different styles okay. to it, right? So, the, you know, older generation, they want their, you know, suits more longer. The modern gentlemen or the modern men now, they do go for a more modern look, more slimmer look, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not about that, that, you know, before we used to call that flooding, right? Hey, man, you're playing. Say it again? Flooding. Flooding. Right. Okay. Yeah, your pants is too short or whatever the case, but that's the style now. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And back in yeah, the day. Yeah, that's definitely the style right now. Right. So back in the day, it was, you know, what they call it now is kind of um, um, your pants is no cut, you know what I'm saying, in the mm -hmm. pants, right? Yeah. So just straight down. That's what it is now, right? No the, seam. Back in the day, too. right. And back in the day, you had ruffles in your pants all the mm -hmm. way down, you know what I'm saying? So. Now it's kind of more guys are like, now nah, I want that right on the top of the shoe as mm -hmm. opposed to going all the way down to the back of the hill, which that's what, you know, older generations go down to the back of the hill. Mm -hmm. And they had that little thing on their shoulder. What was that? That uh, shoulder pad. Right. Like pads too. That's another thing. Okay. Right? So pads too gives you, that's more of a military style. Okay. Right? It gives you a square shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. So okay. understanding the aesthetics, because most, if you have a broad chest and you have shoulders already, you don't need pads. Okay. Yeah. It makes you look like a linebacker, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're wearing a suit, you mm -hmm. know, when you're wearing your suit. Yeah, uh, what I offer, crazy with the <laughs> Yeah, what I offer is no pads in the shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's more of a natural look, right? Mm -hmm. It goes to your natural silhouette. Custom, custom. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, and the name of his clothing brand is Mayberry Customs. Mayberry I'm Custom. sorry, I forgot to say that as well. So, yeah, when you have that natural look, and that's what people want. That's what they're actually trying to ascertain. They just don't want to say that, yeah. right? is I want that silhouette, that clean look, and I want that natural flow. But when you have the square shoulders, it kind of takes away from that look. That's more really business, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So wearing a two-inch square shoulder is more of your business suit. Mm -hmm. um, when you get into your casual, it's more, you don't, it's a natural shoulder, right? Um, and that's kind of where I focus on too, just things outside of just a business suit as well, right? So you gotcha. got your casual wear, um, which is mostly what people are going into today because, you know, you got the working from home environment. So yeah. I don't have to wear a, a full suit. So, but I still want to have, you know, slacks or... Probably presentable. you're on a Zoom call, you want to look presentable. Right. I want to look presentable or, you know, I just want a nice jacket, right? Mm -hmm. That's just not plain, right? Yeah. I want it to stand mm -hmm. out just a little bit, you know, things of that nature. So that's typically what my clients ask for is... You know, I don't want the traditional blues and grays, right? Just plain blues and grays mm -hmm. or pinstripes for work. I want to get a little bit out of the box. I have a function that I want to go to. I got red carpet events. You know, I got things of that nature. So what is your range on the pricing of your your clothes, your the tuxedos, your suits and everything? Right. Like what's the cheapest and what's the highest? So on the low end, uh, the starting would be around 500 mm -hmm. um, okay. and then on your high end 
it will be it can go up depending on what the fabric is right so mm -hmm. i have fabrics all the way in a range around the same fabric makers for tom ford mm -hmm. and then i got on the lower range in which you know makes same suits for hugo boss mm -hmm. right so but the more money you spend the better you look too right it's not just the money thing uh -huh. right because some guys material like, well you know, I want a two to three hundred dollar suit, mm -hmm. but they don't understand that you had to go get the suit taken in and it cost you another hundred to hundred fifty bucks. Mm. So my price it. range already accommodates for that because okay. it's going to be a custom suit out of the box. You won't need any alterations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. How much so, are you running? So that's the idea of it, right? When you say custom guys, typically they'd be like, oh, it costs too much or it's too much for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually, you're going to pay that by the time you buy the time you a polo suit from, you know, Macy's, which is going to mm -hmm. cost you about four or five hundred. And then you get it taken in and altered mm -hmm. for another buck fifty. You at six, seven hundred, which is my price range typically. Okay. Do you do alterations by yourself? Like if somebody want to Or you wouldn't need alterations because I'm doing it based off. No, I'm saying if somebody else had a suit that they bought from somewhere else and they want do you alter? Would you? No, 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 no. I don't do actual garment alterations. Okay. But um, when I'm building your, you know, custom garment, mm -hmm. we do. I do. You know, Q and A with you, and just say, hey, how do you want? You want a modern touch? You want whatever? And then I build it from the ground up. So I take all of your body measurements, and then I build it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And like, how do you do that now with the pandemic? Like, you know, some people. Don't so I do it virtually. Virtually. Right. So. I have these tape measures. I actually ship them to you. So mm -hmm. if you're interested, I ship you a tape measure. And then we go from there. And then I set up a virtual appointment with you. Mm -hmm. Then we go over all the different, you know, do a Q&A. What, what is it you're looking for? You know, um, and then also go over the measurements. So okay. I instruct you through the measurement process. Mm -hmm. Oh, you uh, do this like doing Right. Yeah. You know, measure your neck, measure mm -hmm. your arm, measure your wrist. Right. So it's about... 20 to 30 different specifications for the measurements. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, at the Q&A, I then build your garment from the ground up, right? So we go through fabric selection, um, and then we go through determining what the inside is as well, right? So you can pick your buttons, you can pick your lining, uh, and you can pick the specifications of the jacket. Do you ever, you ever run into problems measuring people like that or no? No, not at all, because it's very, it, it, the measurements are the easy okay. process, right? It's knowing what you want and what you're going to wear to the event. That's kind of what the heart is. So I help kind of the client curate what it is that they're looking for, right? Yeah. So sometimes they don't specifically know, mm -hmm. right? And you have, you know, people at the end of each pendulum, right? You have guys that already been wearing custom and they know exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And then you got guys that's kind of new into it or first timers where it's like, hey, I just want you to help me build it. I don't know exactly what that means. Or, like, you know. That would be stuffing right there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't. So yeah. it's, it's people between different ranges, right? But most of the, my clients, if they're going custom, they already have a wardrobe, per mm -hmm. se, right? Okay. So they already have the basics. Um, they're trying to look for that extra touch, right? Something something different. Something somewhere. different. Yeah. I got a jacket that I want or I have something in mind, right? So you have a picture then I can help you curate from there, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to an event, and I want to look like this, right? Mm -hmm. I saw the Oscars last night. Hey, I want that particular suit. I want that particular cut, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
it all depends exactly what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of help instruct them through curating what that is, right? So just understanding the dynamics of the suit from there, right? Whether it's a notch lapel, whether it's a peak lapel. What is what is a notch lapel and a uh, pink lapel? <laughs> yeah, I, like you said. Yeah, he said he said to a, another level. No, I, I, I gotta break it down. Break it down to a, people that don't understand what is that. Yeah. So the, the lapel aspect of it is a notch lapel is is going to go over a man's chest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that accentuates the suit itself. Right. Okay. So most of the guys now are wearing slim lapels, right? And the slim thing is kind of in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the broader your chest is, you want to accentuate that. That's that's what the men's suit is all about, right? Okay. Your chest. Mm-hmm. Your okay. chest area is the focal point for any woman, mm-hmm. right? That's the main thing. Um, or just men in general, like when they mm-hmm. see you, they see that that bravado is your chest. So okay. that lapel is supposed to accentuate your chest. Okay. Right. So. Your peak lapel is going to be more formal. So you're going to see with tuxedos, your peak lapel is going to be on your formal suit. Your okay. notch lapel is going to be more of your business or casual suit. Mm. Okay. So if you have a special event and it's at night, I would recommend you wear a peak lapel. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're ha- doing something casual, then I would recommend a notch lapel. See, now i got to look them up, too. Yeah, definitely got to look them up. What do you call the suit you're wearing today? Cause I like that. Yeah, like exactly, that. and the so, material as like well. Cause I was just going to say that, but so the suit that I have behind me is actually uh, a two-button suit, just a regular two-button suit. Okay. And this is a notch lapel. Okay. Okay, so that's the notch lapel. Yeah. So the notch okay. is here. It's just a square uh, there. Peak lapel goes up. Mm. And you'll see that on the tuxedo that I have over there. But the peak lapel okay, has. Okay. We going to show them up too. Right. And what's the material? Lapel as well so right that here. is a wool silk linen dream suit uh, and what would this run a person if they was trying to get a custom and make from you so that's a very special fabric so when you're talking about fabrics when you say wool wool blends mm-hmm. um when you typically blend in a silk it's going to be a higher price point so that suit itself is around 1200 bucks mm-hmm. okay that's right. still a good reason. And wool silk linens are going to be more of your day mm-hmm. suits. Now, that particular suit, because the color, is more of a night suit. Yeah. Or if you're going out to an event. Yeah, that's See, so. And that's the thing I was going to ask you, too, on how you know what clothes or what colors to wear on certain days. Like, like. Do you advise uh, people or what to? Yeah, I advise people because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? You can make it however you want. You can wear a baby blue suit at night, mm-hmm. but we know that's more of a day suit. Yeah, right? yeah. So just your color from a regular color spectrum, you know, like the darker colors are more night, the, the lighter, lighter colors, colors are more day, right? But okay. um, in particular, to that suit, because it has an iridescent look on it, it's going to be more of your standout night suit, right? So what about a casual night? Like, you know, they out casual, but mm-hmm. they still want to dress a little nice with the with a uh uh sharp not sh- yeah sharp but um right. with a nice little jacket blazer right you know so i would recommend more of like a shark skin or you know or you can wear window pane or pinstripe mm-hmm. right just kind of stand out okay um it again you can go as loud as you want you know uh, i'm more of a bold person so mm-hmm. i think you should be bold if you're going to go custom that's the whole point of going yeah, custom yeah, yeah, yeah. Is to be bold. Is mm-hmm. to get out of the get out of the box of mm-hmm. your normal 
blues and grays mm -hmm. and try to get into more of a bolder cut bolder look and some of that just takes you know confidence yeah. right um, and just walking with that confidence and that yeah, you know, bold color, right? Because yeah. that's a bold, you know, purple. Yeah. So. Where do you source your fabrics from? So my fabrics come from it's either uh, English or Italian mills, and, and most of them are going to be from Baia, Baia, Italy. Mm -hmm. um, but most of them are Italian fabrics, mm -hmm. directly from the source. Gotcha. Um, and then none of them are going to be synthetic. So no polyesters, no vis mm. viscose or things of that nature. It's mm. going to be mostly wool, 100% wool, 100 as opposed wool. to wool blend. Mm. Um, most of your fabrics that you're getting from your ready-to-wear or, or box mm. stores are going to be wool blends. They're going to sell you at a premium because of the name. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Hugo Bosses, you know, even Tom Ford, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then when you get into the aesthetics of the suit, which is more deeper when you talk about a fuse versus a canvas suit, mm -hmm. right? So what a suit is supposed to, it's supposed to be a canvas. Your body is the canvas. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, he just likes to wear tight ass stuff and he, he I don't know why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what, what, what canvassing is, is, is basically the underlayer of the actual suit. So mm -hmm. around the chest area is what you call the, the canvas area. Right, so okay. you can have a half canvas, which it goes from your chest down to kind of like your middle stomach area. And that layer of fabric that's, or that layer of material that's underneath your mm -hmm. fabric kind of determines how your, the fabric flows to your body. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So what I specialize in is half canvas and full canvas suits, which is actually horsehair underneath or in between the fabric layers of your suit. Wow. And what horsehair does, it molds to your body. Hmm. So when you see that. a particular guy in a custom suit, that that accentuates. Hold on, you saying there's horsehair in the suit? Exactly, itself? I didn't know that. Blended in with so the horsehair is in the yes. suit right so here. There's horsehair in this area all the way down to about this area of the suit, as well as in the lapel. And what wow. that does. Wow. Is, wow. Very interesting. And that's a canvas, right? Wow. So that's a canvas can, one. Right. So the canvas underneath it is called a half canvas suit, which this was. That's what this is, is half mm -hmm. canvas, which it stops right here. A full canvas will stop all the way down. It will go all the way down. And you have a full canvas over there. Yeah, which, which is my tuxedo. Okay. Okay. And that I'm going to show that too right. soon. That determines the pricing as well of a suit. So a full canvas suit is going to be more of your very high-end suit. Uh, it's going to cost you over 1000 for a full canvas suit. Mm -hmm. And the reason why people pay over 1000 is because it gives you that silhouette and it flows different. Mm. Your box store is going to give you, even Hugo Boss, even your high-end brands, mm. is going to give you a fuse suit. And what a fuse suit is like a thin layer of paper that's glued in between the two fabrics. Okay. Right? And that's, it's not as malleable as horsehair. Mm. So that is more stiffer. And you can see that typically in the chest area where it doesn't flow. So it's supposed to go over your chest. It's supposed to just flow over your chest. Mm -hmm. That give you that silhouette. Yeah. If it has that fabric in it, it's very stiff. It doesn't flow as well. Mm. So that's the difference in the suit. Makes sense. Okay. Now you'll be paying for a few suit, depending on the brand, mm -hmm. you can buy a Hugo Boss few suit and it costs you over a thousand. What do you? What do you think about Hugo Boss suits? I, I think they're overpriced. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most, I, I most really of the big brands are overpriced. Even yeah. Tom Ford, all of them are made on the same assembly line. 
And they basically wow. just buy, yeah, just just buy the name. B- the yeah. name. You just buying the name. They're all made on the same assembly line. They're using all kind of the same fabric. Now, the fabrics might differ between uh, Polo Ralph Lauren purple label, mm-hmm. right? Which I have fabrics that are in that range mm-hmm. by the same, but I get it directly from the mill, mm-hmm. which makes the fabric for purple label Tom or Tom Ford. All the way down to, I can get, you know, Polo Ralph Lauren, just regular, you know, suit fabric. So how did you get that? Because I feel, I would feel that they would be kind of like tight-lipped. They wouldn't want to give their fabrics out to you that they're right. supplying, like Tom Ford. You That's know. what I was like, saying. Well, they gotcha. Well, they wouldn't typically have the name of the fabric maker on their suit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It's just kind of like uh, you know researching and knowing. Hey, who actually made the fabrics for did, those particular Did you suits? actually have to go to Italy? No, actually, I didn't have to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, it's no. Di- yeah. Exactly. Some some of it is just uh, because I'm in business, man. Mm-hmm. It's just um, a lot of them actually are in New York. So they have salespeople in the US, mm. all over the world. And you just connect with the, the, you know, there's buyers in between, no different than any other industry, hair right. industry, things of that nature. Um, you just connect with those, with those individuals and then you purchase directly from them, mm-hmm. right? So they have representatives all over the world um, and then you just, you know, buy from them directly. Mm-hmm. And then you manufacture your own, you know, garment, however you want to, you know, do it. Okay. So, like, what was the long, like, how long did it take you to, like, even start this business? Like, was it, like, you just all of a sudden say, you know what, I'm ready, and I'm, I'm going to put all my, my funds into custom? Uh, yeah, it typically works that way where, well, in 2014, I actually, you know, did a lot of research, um, but I put it kind of on hold. Mm-hmm. And then in 2020, I kind of picked it back up. And some of it is due to, you know, different Pandemic. reasons, okay. right? Just working, you know, managing your own personal life, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also that investment piece, right? It's putting yeah. your own, you know, money, any investment. It's like, you know, you're taking that leap of faith and you put in that, you know, foot forward. Was you nervous? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it don't, every business or mm-hmm. new business owner is going to, you know, go through those cycles, right? Mm-hmm. Um but it's kind of like once you put your foot forth and you go do the investment, then it's kind of like you market it, you you know put it out there, then that's just you know how it is. But you go through your you know trial and errors too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't just start out making the best garments out the front. I would actually purchase things for myself, mm-hmm. right? And then I, you know, didn't do the measurements right, or I you know I didn't do things trial appropriately. And trial and error, right? So I had a lot of sunk costs in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and then until I got to how do I want to make my garments? What do they look like? Um, you know, and what do I think my clients or the clientele that I'm marketing towards would look, you know, it's kind of, you have to find that niche market mm-hmm. for yourself. Gotcha. And, okay. And how you want to market those how, garments. How did you go about finding your clientele? Was it from your business contact that you built up and working through the bank and that industry? Yeah. Or so it's just through those contacts, just knowing people, um, and just reaching out to them, actually. So you, had, you already had a lot of contacts available there. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. just leverage your network. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, question: You ever th- thought about giving up sometimes, or that never was in your thought? He don't look like the give up type. 
Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got an accent. I'll just say he don't look yeah. like. Yeah, that, that comes into mind because it's like you know a work-life balance aspect of it. You mm -hmm. know, I do still work a nine-to-five corporate job. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, some of it is like, is it, mm -hmm. you know. Too much, you know, especially if you're doing different things. You know, nine to five is not always nine to five. It extends, and then you got kids. You know, mm -hmm. you got real life things going on. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like you have to, if you're passionate about it, you'll do it. Yeah. Period. So it's just really having a passion for it, okay. and just following through on, you know, yeah, on your plans. You know, the first thing I would say to most people who are even thinking about starting a business, period, is just start. Just do mm -hmm. it. Yeah, just start. Don't question it. And then some of the things you're going to just learn along the way. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, filing and registering your LLC and doing all that, just being prepared mm -hmm. uh, is, is the most important thing. Yeah. That'll get you going. Like, once you get your LLC, you get hyped about different things along the way. Hey, mm -hmm. I got my EIN number. Hey, mm -hmm. I got this. Oh, my fabrics just came in. Or, you know, you get hype about different things along the way that keeps you just motivated to continue to go. Once you dress your first client, once you provide that product or whatever you're doing to your first client, or you know, you do it multiple times, it's kind of like, oh, I can do this. You know, you get more confidence about mm -hmm. it. You know, you do, you know, things of that nature. So, I just started a new business this week and already going through things. Started another new business. Right. So, I feel like you want to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could remember when I first started cutting in here, mm -hmm. you know. I, for past year and a half, I wasn't in the right space anymore. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, if I wanted to move to a new shop or open a new shop. And someday, one day it just hit me. It was like, you know what? I got the clientele. Just come over thing. here. You know, do it over here. And took the leap of faith and look where I'm at now. I'm happy I did that too. Right. You know? So I, I never regret any moment. And, you know, that's why I always ask and I want to hear from another entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mindset and what they believe in. Right. They, they trial and errors in that, everything. I think the, what the misnomer is, is everybody's going to be successful overnight. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's that once, you, how I view it is, you start something now, five mm -hmm. years from now, it's not going to look the same. Right. Yeah. So you had to start somewhere. So what my thought process is, that, hey, you know, I'm middle age. I'm 35. What does 40 Same look age. like for me? Right. So what do I build now? So when I'm 40, I can look back at my 35 year old self and say, I appreciate that you started something mm -hmm. that back then versus me starting it at 40. Mm -hmm. And so, so as you yeah. procrastinate more and more, you just keep putting it off. You keep putting it off. And next thing you know, you're getting older. Yeah. You know? mm hmm. Even working for a financial institution, you still, in the long run, right? you're building up their company. Right. You know what I'm saying? You um, think about alternatives, definitely. Yeah. In the corporate world, right, you, you're disposable, honestly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I came to my glass ceiling, actually, in the corporate world, right? Mm -hmm. So in banking, I, I grew into the management level, mid-management level, level um, in banking. And it kind of, like, plateaued. I plateaued because... Um, Everybody who is higher than me is in their 40s, 50s, 60s, mm -hmm. right? So they're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're not leaving their positions. They're not doing any of those things, right? So you have to either leave to go to another company, things of that nature. So it's like, okay. But it's I'm like, go from here. Right. 
But it's like if you're thinking about building a legacy or, you know, generational wealth or anything like that, because I got kids, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I want to hand something down to them. You know, mm -hmm. I want to build something. So I don't just only do suits. I do real estate. I mm -hmm. do other ventures. I do tax. I do, I mean, I'm financed by nature, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I do a bunch oh, of sure. different other things. Right. I got a question. <clears throat> How funky did you get with the suit designs, right? Because I got two suit ideas in mind, right? Right. Conor McGregor wore a suit. It looked like a pinstripe. I know exactly. you're talking. Was it, was it like a green? Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Do you do that? that I actually hard. have that material. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the Conor McGregor, yeah, he's he's into the suit thing as well. Um, I think he has his own line of suits as well. Oh, he does? Right. So I'm basically the Conor McGregor in the black version, right? Oh, I like this guy. Right? <laughs> I, need, I need that suit. That suit was... Phenomenal. It was pinstripes. I know you're talking about. Yeah, but it said, fuck you. Yeah. No, I didn't see that part. It said, fuck you. Yeah. What? The pinstripes yeah. was fuck you going down. What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Crazy. Amazing. And also, um, Michael B. Jordan's suit, he had, it looked like it was a double-breasted, but it was like a buckle. Mm-hmm. Okay. A buckle going across. Yeah. I got I to gotta get the picture, but yeah, suits like that, that's what type of time. And those customizations is something that I would consult you with and say, hey, do you want a buckle? It, shooting pink or anything like that in your jacket, right? So you can you can get those things, um, but typically that's outside of the norm, right? Right, right, right. Because there's not a lot of like I've, I've looked. There's not a lot of suit black suit makers in this city at mm -hmm. all. Yeah. No, it ain't. Yeah. I've seen. Not. I saw maybe on the Google search maybe two. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot, no, it's and it's not a lot in the industry and just in in general African Americans. Mm -hmm. Why suit. is that? Uh, Cause I, I feel because I know of, back in the days, don't wear suits. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because what, what demographic do you usually um, sell to? Not African Americans, actually. Not, yeah. not African Americans. Yeah, yeah. See? That's because they don't. Well, it, we change. We trying to change that right now. Yeah. That narrative. So yeah, like you said, the era is you know. In the 60s, 70s, 80s. It was cool to wear I, I was just going to ask you about so, that, too. Right. I'm During the Civil Rights finish. Era, even in the city of Atlanta, I mean, most of the people you saw that was professional or not, you're mm -hmm. going to see them in some type of garment, right? Mm -hmm. Trousers, jacket, things of that nature. We've gotten so far away from that, right, um, to Louis where now... Gucci. Right. There's no formality in anything. Now. Yeah. Everything is casual, right? Everything yeah. is work from home. Everything is casual. I'm okay with wearing a polo, right? Mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. or a shirt, T-shirt. Is that the best representation of yourself? No. Right? And, you know, that's what I used to get at work as well. Like, hey, man, why are you every day you in a suit or whatever? Well, that's how I want myself to be reflected. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not that's my brand. That's who I mm -hmm. am. Uh, as opposed to, you know, I want to look by, like somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So my question is, what was the era that you feel like was the best? The 60s or the 80s when it comes to best dress. dress? I want to say the 60s. And, and most of that, if you think about that era, and that's the civil rights era, most, it was great to be an intellectual black person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Exactly. To have some self-esteem and, you know, to brag about your intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. If you, you know, if you look at the most instrumental people during that time, they were leading, especially young people, right? Mm -hmm. Boys, but, um, bus boycotts and things of that nature, right? So they were very smart individuals, right? Collegiate, smart individuals. Now it's just 
change from all of that, right? Mm-hmm. How um, can we bring it back? You think it got a lot to do with music? It's just media in general, right? Mm. The black persona, black male, you know, specifically persona in the media. Um, it's been degraded, downgraded, um, you know, and there's there's been some things that's going on in Atlanta and people are trying to change the narrative, right? There's some flash mobs that go on in Atlanta. No, nah, then go to the flash mob. Yeah. Cigar lounges. Yeah. So there there's there's avenues in which people are kind of creating those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, long ago, back when I was, you know, cutting hair, I thought I wanted to have a, a nice, you know, wine bar slash barbershop. You know, I saw, you know, two African-American males created that in the city. Uh, I want to say it was Chicago and mm-hmm. it was called Mister. Um, and you can come in, you know, men had, it was basically like a cigar, cigar slash wine yeah. where you can learn about men's etiquette, things of that nature. And then there's also upstairs, it was a barbershop, right? So it's kind of like the better making of men. We lost that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you you know, had a father in your home, he would have taught you how to tie a tie or whatever. But if not, back then you had a community that would teach you that. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so a lot of men, you know, just don't understand. What Shoot, I went to Pinterest to find out how to tie a tie. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah you do have those avenues. You know, home. that's how I found out. You can go on YouTube and you can YouTube, go learn it yeah. now, but it's different yeah. from that hands-on approach of, mm-hmm. you know, when you reach a certain age you're in your adolescence your first suit your first mm-hmm. you know whatever event okay so what is the do's and don'ts when it comes to styling and like dressing up uh specifically for suits oh man do you yeah, I, I know two that come off the top yeah. of my head do, every time I yeah do, what's that do you recommend some people that wear a lot of sneakers with the suits and stuff or you can't. You can't. You can, you can, so, sorry, it depends on the, the outings. Yeah, it depends. Okay. So if you're going to brunch, or like a know, day party or something. Yeah, day party things of that nature. Then yeah. you could put I the sneakers. You, but then it's the type of suit you're wearing too, as well, mm. right? You can't wear a business suit with sneakers. You got exactly. You got to have the casual looking fabric or things mm. that you know. There's different aesthetics about a suit that makes it look casual. And as well, certain shoes right. is actually good for certain outfits as Correct. well Correct. so like the outfit that you have on now and you wearing i don't know the name gucci, loafers, bro. gucci, yeah. gucci excuse me yeah. i'm, I'm yeah, asking him i don't look i'm not no i'm learning i'm trying to learn i'm trying to learn why you can't why you always knocking me man ah <laughs> but yeah okay gucci so, loafers yeah i would recommend yeah definitely if you're you know, on a casual, it's going to be more of your loafer vibe, right? Because that's a casual, but not your driver. So what I see guys doing is wearing a driver. There's a difference between a hard loafer mm-hmm. and a driver. What is a driver now? Drivers those people that all the casual wore in college, and then they thought they were That's what a driver is. It's all the what? It's, it's he's called a driver for a reason because he got a, a problem with cappers. Yeah, you can hear it I in his. Because like <laughs> <laughs> we we were like wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 driver is going to be very soft, um, and you know Gucci makes drivers as well. Most mm-hmm. of the brands make drivers, but they're different uh, than a, a hard loafer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
a hard bottom loafer. Oh, I got a couple of those. Let me see. He got plenty. Of, he had plenty of those. He wear them with tight pants and a, no, a t-shirt. I, I have to teach myself. I, wore, yeah. I think I wore one of those with the wrong. And somebody, at the security, that's like, that's the Jamaican in him. <laughs> that is the Jamaican in him right there. He's like, you can't wear that with that, man. I was yeah. Like, Why not? So, yeah, mostly it's your suit, shoe selection. And that's the first thing, honestly, that women look at, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. your shoes, yeah, right? Exactly. So, uh, and it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter if they're high end or not. It's mm-hmm. just hey, does it look good with the mm-hmm. style that you're wearing, right? So it don't always have to be the high end brand or anything. There's mm-hmm. just there's some affordable. Actually, there's more affordable brands out there now because of the internet mm-hmm. uh, mm. than it used to be. Because you used to have to go, you know, to box stores and just whatever they had there. It is what it is. But now there's just so many different brands out there. Yeah, you so can nice. get, you know, there's they're not knockoffs, but they're just different versions. Do you prefer online or in store, online is is where I get everything because I'm you know I like to get a deal too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you know just put you up on game. I actually buy from overseas because it's cheaper. Mm. Right. So you buy from and you buy in like different in currencies. UK, Connect. Europe. Yeah. No, actually Australia. Australia. Connect yeah. or no? Yeah. Connect. Okay. So yeah, if you purchase from an Australian site in AUD and you purchase with USD, it's cheaper. Yeah, so there's sites like Satir, uh, Mr. Porter, you know, different uh, places. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Porter. Yeah, yeah, there's different pla- There's different, you know, shops. Actually, then they'll have a discount. You'll never get a discount on Gucci.com, mm-hmm. right? But you go to Mr. Porter, he might have a 30% off sale, 20% off, or give you that 10% off on a deal. And that's crazy because all you gotta do is just change the, um, the language or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Or just uh, subscribe to their mailing list and you get 10% automatically. Right? So what is your shop like hours? 24, like? Just uh, 24 again. Like I said, I set up a virtual appointment with you uh, based on your schedule. And then we just, you know, you let me know what it is you're looking for, what type of event you're going to. It all depends on, you know, where you are in the pendulum. If you're a person who's more in custom before, you know exactly what you want. Uh, you have a picture and you say, hey, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly, do you have the fabric for that? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I don't know what it is I want. This is the event I'm going to. Tell me how should I style and look for this particular event and what aesthetics do I need, you know, on my garment to mm-hmm. look like that, right? Yeah. And then, and then I break down and go through, well, I have fabrics within these particular ranges. I got, you know, $500 range, 1000 range, 2000 5000 and what is the typical time that shipping and everything before he they... Said, he said four, I think he said four, four, yeah, five, four to six, six weeks. weeks. Four to six weeks? Yeah, okay. four to six weeks in the end. So by the time we do the consult, I order the fabrics and, and you know do that whole process. Typical process is four to six weeks. Now, depending on whether or not if you have a measuring tape or not, I have to ship out a measuring tape to you. We do the consult. And then we Damn, get we the, the measuring tape. So what if he don't know how to measure tape yourself? What if he don't know how to measure tape yourself? Well, I do that with you. Right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And you can do the measurements yourself. I just instruct you while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I get the measurements for you, then I build it from there. Mm. Back to the dudes and don'ts of Superman, right? This is one, one don't, and you can correct me if times have changed, but mm-hmm. it annoys me. When you have two buttons on the suit and three buttons, and men have all the buttons laced up, buttoned up. 
All the way to the top. No, no, no. No, the middle. It's supposed to be just. Yeah, the bottom one is supposed to be unbuttoned. And if you got three buttons, the last one's supposed to be unbuttoned. Well, and they won't tell you the reason why they're buttoning the 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 because it's typically too big. So they're trying to close it in by buttoning the the bottom button. See, I didn't know that. See. I did not know that. Yeah, so I remember if I ever did that. When you, again, yes, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> we got pictures. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're buying a suit, it all depends, right? So you can buy a suit too big as well, mm-hmm. and no matter how many alterations you get, it's still so. Sometimes too much alterations take up too much fabric out, and it just looks weird mm-hmm. on your body. Yeah, right. And honestly, you really can't change the chest area. Mm-hmm. So some people buy too big. They try to take in the back and be like, oh, I got the silhouette in the back. But it's like, well, the chest area is still boxy. You still got square shoulders because you got, you know, patches on your shoulder, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they want the, the casual look. They want the casual feel, look that they see online. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're trying to make it that way through alterations. And sometimes you won't get that look with that. So you can very well go th- buy a $1,000 suit and try to get the same look, and it won't give you the same look. Mm-hmm. You have to actually build it from the ground up. You have to actually get the aesthetics done originally um, how you want it, as mm-hmm. opposed to going through alterations. Okay. So what is your favorite suit? Like your, your top, your number one that you just like, yeah, you show that's out? my favorite yeah. right here. Yeah. I know I get, you know when I put this on, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Actually, you know? this, this purple one behind me is The purple actually, one. Can you can you yeah. show it, Lawrence? You bring it to me yeah. real quick? No, no the purple right one. one. Oh, oh, the purple yeah. one. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, see the purple. Yeah, yeah this, that's the one I like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's, again, you can wear this to pretty much anything from a night perspective. So you can wear this to a casual event at night. You can wear this to... Uh, red carpet event mm-hmm. um, is so versatile. So, so, so certain fabrics have more versatility than others. Um, so. Do you feel like, you one of those dudes that be in the, um, be in the full, full, the club and the full, um, full suit head to toe now? Somewhat, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, you know all the women be looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like, that dude got money right yeah. there. <laughs> Right, so perception is right. Exactly, yeah. perception is reality, right? So, so you could be people, broke right? as hell, put on a, put on a fly and suit, and it's custom. And it's custom made. Exactly. What's the goal? You're trying to increase your chances of what? Yeah, exactly. All right, then. So you know, you're going to most likely get more attention in a in a custom garment or a suit in general. Um, Depending on where you are, though, some some places don't require that. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, in your high end, especially the caliber of person that you're looking for, where mm-hmm. you're going, definitely, I, yeah. I would recommend if you're you looking for. For real, right, right, right. They're already looking at you like, "Oh, he got money. We're going to holler at him." Right. But, but yeah, if you're in Buckhead, you know, whatever the Sky Lounges that they mm-hmm. have, you know, the W used to be popping things of that nature. There's certain type of individuals. Double that, W on Lennox. Yeah. Okay. There's there's certain type of you know different individuals at these places, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you know, and you want to have that grown man look. You don't want to look, you know. Oh yeah. So, what makes your brand different from the others? 
Well, one, it's the quality of the fabrics. So some of the fabrics that others use are, you know, Chinese in nature or not as good quality. Uh, cheaper quality. Cheaper quality, mm-hmm. wool blends. Um, just the, it, it, sometimes you know that just do, through the pricing. So you can get custom garment at two to $300, right? And people tend to go that route because it's, I want to buy more. I want to buy multiple. And, and I'm a firm believer in quality. And it's cheaper. Right. Buy one time and be done with it. Um, as opposed to I buy two or three garments after a year they start to warp or look different than when I originally bought them and that's what they're not telling you is hey I went to get it cleaned once and it doesn't fit the same mm-hmm. right so when you go and get because suits you're not only supposed to clean but just once or twice a year oh really yeah I'm learning a lot to wear them. Yeah. You're not supposed to wear them every single day. Unless you, it's now certain fabrics. What about business suits? Because you wear. Yeah, certain fabrics allow for everyday use. So that depends on when you know the super, when they say super 100, super mm-hmm. 110s. Those are more your suits that you can wear every day. Well, I would say skip a day in between. But when you're wearing a super 110, 100, those fabrics uh, are thicker wools. Okay. Right? And when you start getting into the higher end, which is the one, 130s, 140s, 150s, those more have more of a silk blend. They're very light fabrics and very, um, um, they're very special, they're very fine. So the fineness of the fabric comes into the super number. So the higher you go in the super number, the more finer it is, mm-hmm. right? So that also goes into the price of the fabric as well. So if you're wearing a thousand dollar suit out the gate mm-hmm. on the custom side, you're typically going to be wearing about a super 130 or higher, super 140, 150. You can actually go up to 200. So the ones that Steve Harvey are wearing are going to be your 130s or higher. Hmm. Okay. So actually, I'm a customer of suit supply uh, for for a long time, um, actually, and I got you know to a point where I was like I need to make my own instead of buying mm-hmm. theirs uh, they're great at building mm-hmm. uh, they used to when they first came out they had more of the vibrant fabrics mm-hmm. and then they became more mass market mm-hmm. right so simple fabrics simple colors is kind of what they do in the in-store and then now they've gone to the more custom vibe whereas like if you want the funkier fabrics the window panes pinstripes then you know you have to order them the same way custom um so yeah but what's different from myself and suit supply i have actually fabrics outside of their fabrics that they don't use right so um that's another thing too i have more fabric selection than they have Mm -hmm. that's because they're targeting a certain audience with their fabrics and i have more of a wide range so i have over two thousand fabrics Right, in hand, and then I have virtual fabrics you can select through as well. So, also, one more question. Say, for instance, one of your customers, they get a suit custom made for you, right? Right. Measurements and everything like that. Suit looks good on their frame now. Right. Say they lose weight, say they lose 20 pounds. Right. The process of tailoring that suit. Right. Would it, be, would it work as well and they still look that good in it, in that same suit, or do we have to create a whole nother suit? No, you just get alterations. Okay, so even if it's a 20 pound weight loss, you get the alteration to still look good. Well, no, now if it's more at 20 weight, 
I mean, you had to get a whole different suit at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So you've changed suit sizes. So typically, if you've gone from, say, for instance, a 44 to a now 40 suit size, then yeah, that's different. That's different. But if you need small alterations, you've lost five to 10 pounds in your waist or something like that. Now, what's also good is I make suits with side adjusters. And what side adjusters is, it allows that, you know, weight up and down, exactly. right? When you have belt loops, you have to actually wear a belt, belt to cinch it in. Mm -hmm. But with side adjusters like tuxedos, you can go up and down two inches each side. So that helps with weight loss. So when I suggest to, you know, my clients is wearing side adjusters with your suit as opposed like to belt loops. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, I typically most of my suits, well all of my suits don't have belt loops. Right? Okay. So belt loops, that's more of an American thing because we like to wear belts with mm. it. The Italians and Englishmen wear side adjusters mm. with their suits. They don't typically wear belts. Now, belt is a, you know, accessory for men, but you know, you can't wear your Gucci belt. I, I, that's one thing I don't like with the suits is guys wearing a big buckle, yeah, Gucci, Ferragamo like belt, and things yeah. of that name. It just, you know, it throws well, away, it throws the suit you, off. You have a right, because you let the suit speak for itself, yeah. right? When you have to do all the extra stuff, it's kind of like, you know, you're not letting the garment speak for itself. And a well a tailored garment, definitely when you walk in a room, you're gonna stand out right. amongst others, definitely. Do, do you build the suits from scratch at your, at your house, in your house? Is this where you do all the work? Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, um, go from, definitely from your measurements, order the fabric, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. Last last question. Um, so, you, you, you make it, right? Let's say you, you, you did now. What is that number one person that you that's your favorite actor, actress, whatever, you know, you don't do females as well. You, or you are you getting into? Yeah, I'm going to get into the female side okay. of it. Um, obviously, they don't wear as many suits as exactly. the men's, but yeah. Yeah, yeah they Every do. They do. So who would be the number one person that you would love to see rocking your, 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 your line? Oh man, I want all the stars rocking my yeah. You know, uh, I want to say Denzel. Other than you. Yeah. I, say I want to say right Denzel. Denzel. Uh, he does a suit very well. Um, mm -hmm. Certain guys, man, just the aesthetics of their bodies just, you know, look good in the suit. But yeah, definitely Denzel. Um, and, and that's one of my target audiences mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about individuals who can afford a custom garment in those ranges, mm -hmm. it's going to be typically your older, you know, guy who's you know more settled or whatever i'm not saying that a younger person can't but just on a typical basis you're going to have that 45 and up range 40 range um even in the 30s you know so that take you know wearing suits seriously right because um, this is a serious investment you know um and also you know most of your if you look at it your Jays, your guys who are actually wearing suits now and making it more popular, you know, the Diddies and all that, they're mm -hmm. 45 plus, they're 50, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? Most of these entertainers, they people be thinking they're young, they're, they don't make it till they're like 40, 50 years old, yeah, yeah. right? So, you know, that goes into it as well. So, you know, I wanted my audience and, you know, the pastors of the world, you mm -hmm. know, 
people who have public personas that are out there that are in front of TV, you know, your athletes, you know, things of that nature, right? Look at the NBA and NFL, what they're doing. Um, everything is a suit game now. So that's becoming more popular mm -hmm. than what it used to be because they just used to be more casual. Yeah, exactly. Well, I thank you, Jamal, for coming through. Please. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's not over yet. I'm just saying I, I want him to still give out his um, Instagram and his info before I sh um, because I want to take it off and then him be able to... Yeah, so the best place to reach me mm -hmm. uh, is through um, IG, Facebook, uh, and LinkedIn as well. Yeah, uh, okay. So it's uh, Mayberry underscore custom on uh, Instagram, Mayberry custom on Facebook, and LinkedIn is Mayberry custom. So um, I learned a lot today. Yeah, same here, <laughs> same here. I didn't and there, know and there's more to learn and there's more, you know, there's a lot of different things when it comes to a custom garment. Again, mm -hmm. it's all situational. Mm -hmm. So it's depending on what you're doing, what you, you know, where you're going yeah. mm -hmm. and what you want to use it for. Because if you're a builder and you're just like, hey, I want to start from the beginning, I want to start building. Or if you're on the other end, it's like, I have everything. I want this special thing. Mm -hmm. Right. I want. So, you know, it all depends on the client and what they what their needs are. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the latest podcast, Fresh You Look. We'll be back next week. Thank you. God bless. And hit the like button. Subscribe. Share. Comment. Please. Exactly, because I need to step it up now, too. All right? Thank you. Goodbye.